This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime tonight, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? Fantastic. I like that partner in crime. I think that really fits us. It does. It does. And I, you're lying to me. You're not fantastic. We just talked about Shohei Otani's outing, and you have some problems with it. And I know that's what we're going to talk about on the show today. But guys, first, before we get going any further... Have an extremely fun show planned. Quick show, I'm hoping today. Maybe we'll get into a lot of conversation with Shohei Otani's outing yesterday, and we'll break it down and get into that. But guys, like I said, real fun show planned. If you don't already subscribe to this podcast really quick, go pause, subscribe, then come back and listen. Do it really quickly, I promise. It gives you the notifications when we bring in a new podcast we're gonna have a lot of fun guests in the upcoming shows as well so be clued into that as well we'll talk some prospects and all of that fun stuff so as always you can follow myself on twitter at jared underscore tims you can follow nate at nate green 34 don't forget to follow any of the talking halo social medias twitter facebook and instagram we are doing so much there say hi stop in I've had a lot of people talk to me lately, and I love it. I love answering all of your guys' questions. So if you have any questions, just shoot me a message. I'm more than happy to answer it. Nate's more than happy to answer it as well. And you can always email us at talkinghalos at gmail.com. And before we get going, please give us one minute to pay the bills. Some mornings you wake up feeling ready to just pull the covers back over your head and go back to sleep. No judgment, of course, but let's make having the most comfortable sheets the reason why. Don't love your sheets? Brooklinen has you covered. They work directly with the manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without those luxury level markups. And Brookline is much more than just sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear, and so much more. So go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code BUDS, B-U-D-S, to get 25% off when you spend $100 or more. Plus, you get free shipping. Check out the description box for more, but that's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code B-U-D-S, all in capitals, to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more. Plus, you get free shipping. All right, guys, enough with all the introductions and ads. Let's get this show rolling and talk some Angels baseball, or I guess Shohei Otani baseball. Nate, break it down, because I had 
inner squad we had practice today i was there i practiced from nine o'clock till two o'clock i tried to watch it a little bit i think I, I watched like the first inning and i know he was better in the first inning than he was farther on and he didn't get a lot of defensive help and you know he didn't get a lot of help with his relievers so i don't know if the stat line is true to what he really performed to but nate let's break down shohei otani's outing yesterday yeah, very average outing. Not as electric as we as we were expecting him to be. A little bit of control issues. Still having trouble throwing that glove side fastball, which is going to be an important pitch for him because uh, he's going to face a lot of righties. And if he can't execute that glove side fastball, it's going to be tough for him to get those righties out. So that's something that I'm looking forward to to seeing from him. It looks like he's cutting it off a little bit, and his his fastball is cutting on him a lot more than he wants. So that's been a tough thing for him to do is get that fastball executed. But the, the big thing for me, and I don't know if he'll tell you this or not, but it looked like he was really working on something this outing. So that's why I'm not super, super concerned with it. Part of it's probably knowing that uh, Joe has told him, hey, you're starting against the White Sox probably the first Sunday of the year. And it'll probably be on Sunday Night Baseball. So that was probably part of it, knowing that he was facing most of the White Sox lineup. And it looked like he was really working on his off-speed. He threw a lot of curveballs, a lot of sliders. And it and they were in some weird counts. Like, he got behind 2-1, and he's throwing a 2-1 curveball to a bottom-of-the-order hitter. He's throwing 2-0 breaking balls. And you're like, Shohei, you, you throw 100. It's okay to throw a fastball and get back in this count. But it looked like he was really working on his off-speed. I could be wrong, but that's kind of what I thought from watching his outing. The other, the one thing, though, is with the breaking pitches, he didn't get ahead of too many hitters, and that was the one thing that I would like to see him do is get ahead because that allows him to use the breaking balls and the pitches that start in the zone and come out of the zone. That uh, makes it a little bit tougher on hitters. They start to swing at those instead of take those oh oh they start swinging at them if it's oh one so that's something i'd like to see for him his next outing and i mean i don't i don't think we can go an entire show without talking about how bad the defense was for him they probably cost him two runs and i know like you said the bullpen didn't help him out and that's also something we can't go a whole show without is talking about the bullpen and how scary that is but yeah they missed a couple I thought plays that should have been caught if Trout's out in center. I think that ball's caught in the uh, second inning. There was a play that Walsh just missed. That wasn't really his fault, but just kind of some dumb luck. But if if the play in center gets made, we're probably looking at maybe two runs and he gets through four and we're not really going, wow, he got taken out twice in one game, which is also very funny to talk about. So overall, very average outing. Velo was good, which is good to see. And the one big thing that I, I saw, too, was he was able to escape trouble. He did get himself into trouble. First inning, Anderson hits the double, and he gets himself out of it. And then the third inning, or, yeah, I guess third inning, he got himself into trouble, and he got out of that without giving up a run. So those are some good things I saw out of him. But, yeah, it did look like he was working on breaking pitches. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that we mentioned that right away. We're off the record talking about what we thought. And the first thing I said was, Did it seem like he threw his curveball a lot today? And that was like one of the notes that you brought up to me was like, yeah, it it definitely did. And that's kind of been an emphasis, I believe, for Joe Madden and Shohei Otani is that curveball this offseason. And if I'm not mistaken, I do remember hearing something about Madden talking about the curveball being big this year. And that's a good pitch for him, not that any other pitches aren't. But I think that if you can get the curveball going a little bit more, 
you're able to throw that split finger less. And for me, as a coach, I hate the split finger. I really do. I will never teach a split finger. Split change, a little bit different, but I'll never split teach the split finger just because of the fact that I think that it causes elbow issues. I think it causes a lot of strain on the elbow, and Shohei Otani has already had the elbow issues. So that's just my opinion on that. Nate, are you in agreement with me on the split finger? Yeah, uh, actually, one of my pitching coaches in high school used to call that the uh, the death pitch. Um, whenever you you can actually, if you put a split finger in your hand, you can actually feel the the ligament in your elbow like stretch, and that's kind of what happens. Is you throw that a lot and you put a lot of stress on there, you can feel that ligament start to stretch, and that's what happens when you get that tear in there. So yeah, that's a tough pitch to throw. Yep, and another thing, interesting thing that you brought up to me is that. The Angels play the Chicago White Sox in the first series of the season, opening week. And for me, I know you know we're both pitchers here, but for me, I would have been working on more fastballs to these guys. I know the scouting reports are out there for opposing hitters to to see what guys are throwing, but it's not nothing like actually seeing it it's nothing like actually seeing what a slider does what the curveball does what the split does what the fastball you know i mean i would i would have thrown more fastballs to the to the white Sox a little bit here like just my opinion nate i, I don't know about you but i for me like this he, he faced basically there's this is this is the starting lineup that we're gonna see seven of nine starters is my guess yeah wait this is this is the starting lineups for the white Sox. i mean there's maybe another Got Magical here. probably starts at second instead of Garcia, and then probably Andrew Vaughn starts at DH instead of Grandall. Yeah, and, and and Vaughn came in off the bench. I don't think he faced Otani, but Yon, or Vaughn came off the bench for him. It looked like so. Yeah, I mean it, it. It's it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. But for me, facing a team that I know I'm gonna face in the first week of spring or in the first week of the normal season, I would not be. I would not be throwing any you know my a lot of my off speed here and there yes but i've been working on my fastball command against these guys i, I don't know about you nate yeah no I, I definitely think that's what i would would have done too but um interesting to know like tim anderson's a huge fastball hitter so maybe he just wanted to see how some of these guys respond to the breaking stuff and like hey can i attack them with 100 instead of like dominating them with fastballs all day and going into that first start like oh now overthinking everything so i don't know either way it's a tough situation but we'll see we'll see what it looks like in on on opening day when he throws opening week yep and of course if you missed otani's start at all here's his line he went two and a third innings scattered by the way scattered meaning he had a reliever to come in for him uh two and two and a third innings six hits five runs five earned one walk four k's and a home run allowed i don't have any of the other metrics on him other than it was said that he was 96 to 98 today which is a kickback i guess a little bit less than what they said that's what he was sitting 96 okay so if he was sitting there then that's that's normal for him that's normal yeah. which is good that that's good to hear that and you know like we said i it felt like he was throwing a lot of off speed today which is a good thing i think i, I think that when you throw more off speed like this as a starter you might get hit a little bit more. 
even though the stats don't necessarily agree with that, you know, but when you have such an electric fastball like Otani does to set it up, to set the fastball up for off-speed pitches, I think is a is a big thing that we we need to see from him and I think that he was he was out there working on stuff today. I don't think there's any reason to be worried about Shohei Otani at all at the moment and I hope that nobody's really worried about Shohei Otani here because we're seeing the velocity we're seeing the disgusting slider. We're seeing the disgusting curveball that rains down from the heavens. It is absolutely disgusting. And we're seeing him throw the split finger as well. And th- I think Taylor Blake Ward said it best. The stuff was great. The control was good. The command was bad. I think that's the best way to put what Shohei Otani is doing here in spring. And I think that's kind of been his career as a whole so far. The stuff is unbelievable. The control is good, you know, it's there, the control's good, but the command lacks, consistent command definitely lacks on all of his stuff, and that's something that I think that he worked on today, is command of the off-speed pitches, but I do think he needs to work on the fastball command, correct Nate? Yeah, absolutely, especially that glove side fastball. Yeah, so I think that's that's a solid breakdown, in our opinions, I mean, you're talking to two college pitchers, two coaches, Nate coached. High school, he, he's coached at the college level. I'm a college pitching coach as well. Worked with pro, guy, pro guys before. You know, I don't need to know, throw any names out there. Garrett Cole. I, I, th- I think that's a pretty good breakdown of what we saw. Like I said, I didn't get to see much. I saw his first inning, and he looked fantastic. I thought the slider, I saw some video of his slider, and that thing was absolute frisbee. Gross. The curveball's raining down from the heavens. The splitter is back to what it normally is. And when the fastball is 96 to 98 and he can kick it up to 99, 100, hell, I think he could probably get it up to 101. I really do. So the stuff is there. The stuff is there for him to be great. And I say we can't go a, we, we can't go a podcast without talking about how important Shohei Otani is this year. We, we, it's, it's, not, it's not even physically possible to, to talk about it. So, Nate, you have any final thoughts on Otani? This is going to be a quick one. I, I know we're going to talk a little bit more on Monday about some minor league stuff that's going on and me and Nate are going to be very vocal about a lot of this stuff that's going on in the minor leagues but I think this is a, a pretty solid you know it's not going to be too long of a podcast we do we really just wanted to break down Shohei Otani's start for those who watched or didn't watch you know from a an actual perspective of a coach or a higher athlete you know college player Nate played division one baseball he's played against a lot of the guy, these guys in the pros, you know, I've coached high college. I played at a college level as well, a lower college level, but still college. So, you know, I, I think that's good. Nate, you have any final thoughts on Otani's start or Otani? Yeah, Otani's start today. Yeah, the one last thing that I didn't bring up was uh, the second inning was a longer inning, and it was chilly, which is kind of weird for Arizona this time of year. Um, so that that could have been a little bit to say why he wasn't. Uh, as sharp in the second inning, but um, I know you're huge on the driveline stuff. You know a lot about it. So if he if he's hooked on driveline and doing what he's supposed to, that shouldn't affect him. But um, maybe that did have a little bit to play, like how long um, the second inning was. I think there was a, a, a mound visit, a pitching change, and they scored two runs. So that was kind of a long inning, and I remember uh, when I was pitching – those longer innings, it was definitely a little, a little bit harder to get warm in that next half inning for me. Yeah, and I mean, for me, I think the final thought is 
you mentioned it already. He's in Arizona and he's getting this type of movement on his pitches in Arizona. Come on now. Like that's stupid. Like, can you imagine when he gets to, when he gets to Anaheim and he has norm, the normal air and it's not dry and it might not have been dry out there today. I think they expected they had some rain overnight or something like that, but but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun to see what he does here in Anaheim. And my assumption, my guess, I have no idea if this is gonna be true or not. He's gonna go Sunday night against the White Sox opening week, and that is a ESPN game. It lines up perfectly. That that's that's gonna be my guess. Would you agree there, Nate? Yep, I, I do. That's my opinion. Yep, I'm I'm with that. I think we see him Sunday. Whatever that lines up with, I, I think that. That makes sense the most for me. So, guys, as always, thank you for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe. If you don't follow us on any social medias, go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look up Talking Halos. You can follow myself at Jared underscore Tims on Twitter. You can follow Nate Green at NateGreen34. And, guys, thank you so much for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.